0: how are you? Is this weird? It's not a Friday. How could I be listening to Lindsay's podcast, Life Through a Distorted Lens? What is going on? So I've been in contact with so many amazing women and I really feel like me interviewing, you know, various women throughout the week and then waiting to put it out on Fridays, uh, it feels kind of limiting to me, especially in this current climate where I really feel like uh, there's an urgency to get the truth out there because time is of the essence and um, I'm going to start doing um, two episodes a week when it calls for it and I'm not saying every week is going to have two but um, you know with what happened last week I, I'm i kind of having like a, a secondary interview um, at least with this week and originally as like a backup in case the original interviewee cancels or something happens where they um you know did the interview with me and they're like I can't can you not upload it etc which I honor but so yeah this week uh, I am bringing you for this interview Stella Parrott she is a cartoonist and I found her I'm not I'm not gonna even say that because it's all in the interview but I do want to say that her book that she has out is called 2020 the year we were all canceled um, and you can find that on Barnes & Noble. It is on Amazon, but if people don't want to buy it on Amazon, it's on Barnes & Noble. Um, and these links will be in the show notes, as usual, but I definitely wanted to say it in case... I feel like not everyone reads the show notes, so I don't want to neglect uh, advertising her book and what she does because it is wonderful work. Um, she's also a weekly cartoonist at uncancelled.co.uk. and her website is www.spanglefish.com, which is S-P-A dot com forward slash Stella Illustrator. And honestly, without further ado, let's get into the show and interview. And this is the lovely Stella, how do you say your last name? Uh, Parrot. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know about you and your work when I joined this whole rational revolution and your alligator image creeping into the newt, I guess it was newt pond, it was like such a great summary of, I don't know, it was so impactful and it was just, it was wonderful. And I was like, oh, this girl's kind of famous and <laughs> you've got quite the history. So I can't wait to hear all about your past and how you got involved oh. with cartooning. And I mean, I'd love to hear it.
1: That notorious cartoon, I'm glad you like it. That's Feminists gorgeous. like it, but the amount of abuse that it got obviously in the Twittersphere uh, at the time, um, Luckily, I'm not on Twitter, so Mm, that didn't affect me directly, all right, but it affected friends of mine. They were obviously upset, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, (laughs) until I came on Spinster, I'd never been on social media in my whole life, you know.
0: wow. Oh, my
1: goodness. So, literally, um, I didn't do my first sort of um, podcast until the middle of last year. That was with Megan Murphy. Oh,
0: excellent.
1: And that that was audio. That was on Feminist Current. And uh, so... Yeah, it's my, it's my learning curve has been like that, you know, Lindsay. I just hey, you're uh... here
0: today. <laughs> Excellent. I'm <laughs> okay. making it work.
1: <laughs> so uh, I'm wearing my normal cat with the badges because people are recognising that cat now. Aww. So I'm happy to explain what the badges are if you're interested.
0: Of course, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um,
1: okay. Yep. So this is a gay icon of the um, '60s, which is um, Dirk Bogart. He was. Um, gay actor, but never revealed that he was gay because in those days, A, it was against the law and B, Hollywood didn't like it. Um, So he lived with a guy who was his manager for something like 30 odd years, you know? And uh, they had, lived abroad, they had to live abroad a lot. They lived uh, in France, Italy, uh, where it was more accepted, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he was a big gay icon. He made a film called Victim, which was so, uh, had such an impact in Britain such a hit in the cinemas, nobody had television in those days, people queued up, went to the cinemas, and it was such a hit that it uh, impacted on uh, changing the law on homosexuality, making it legitimate, yeah. So he's a great gay icon. In the middle is my Resisters United sticker, which is um, a lesbian group, Resisters United. Um, the little silver thing is the Free Speech Union pin, <laughs> and, uh, and the kind of the, um, the uh, purple... Um, it, that's a Remembrance Day badge, and that's for animals that are killed in war. Oh,
0: wow. So
1: that, that's a nice thing to wear, you know, so that, so these are my those are my badges.
0: That shows <laughs> to me that you're a very caring person, and I mean, you stand for some wonderful things with that right there. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing.
1: Well, I feel that um, all this is, has happened to me, and getting involved in rad feminism, it's, it's like taking me back to my 20s, when I was an activist, and when I went on marches, and didn't we all, you know, when we were, when we were in, you know, I'm sorry, I'm speaking to you. I don't know oh, your no. age group, but. <laughs> oh, I, I know you didn't. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know I want going hear I mean. that.
0: Like, you know, you going through that, I guess you said in your twenties, and then mm. I guess did it, I wouldn't say fizzle out. I can't imagine radical feminists ever having a, a place in their life where they are active and then they're not active and then active again. So I just, I'm so curious to hear about, you know, your early activism and then mm. how did that, play out to i guess now
1: yeah um like a lot of women life got in the way you know i had to earn a living i had to work full time uh you know i had to do that you know and um so although you i might have been involved with it on the fringes i've supported um friends of mine when they've run for uh, uh local council and things like that and um local politics and uh local activism but i haven't um what I'm doing now is is way way more than I I was doing back then because I, with the internet, you've kind of got a global reach, haven't you? Oh
0: yeah.
1: It's not just like your your own circle of little activist friends. It's um, and uh, so, yeah. I I don't know how far back you want me to go, Lindsay. To,
0: you know, do you want me? To- Whatever you want to share. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm, like, um, mm-hmm. well, you just said something that was pretty telling that you're doing more activism than I guess maybe you ever expected to do, and. I mean, that's oh, kind of yeah. telling to uh, how severe the current state of the world is, um, which is really, for me, upsetting, because, you know, I, I I sadly don't know a lot about feminism and the history of it. I'm still learning along the way. And it, it seems like to me in the past, I don't even know, 60s or whatever years were pretty significant activism. So it's kind of terrifying to hear that now mm-hmm. is more... Like than ever, you know. I've heard women older <laughs> be like, "This yeah. is something I never expected to happen. I've yeah. never seen misogyny like this." And I'm like, "Oh, great! What a time to be alive!" It's just, <laughs> it's upsetting, man. but also well, very, you know, empowering to meet all these women I've never had the chance to meet. It's is incredible.
1: it the Chinese that is it the Chinese that say we live in interesting times? You know, so <laughs> whichever era you're campaigning in, that will be what you feel is the most, uh, you know, where you're most passionate. So um, in my 20s, that was in the early 80s, start of Spare Rib. I was actually working in London, so I actually met people that were involved in setting up Spare Rib at the time. Uh, rib? Oh, sorry, Spare Rib's is <laughs> a very famous, very famous uh, British um, feminist newspaper that's, that started in the very early 80s. And women coming together and, and this amazing newspaper all the issues are online now in an archive, which is amazing. Wow. And it was, uh, yeah, it was full of cartoons and I was very outrageous at the time, you know, lesbians, everything, you know, so Spare Rib was just starting. We were in the middle of the AIDS crisis. So women were mm. campaigning on behalf of gay men and, um, obviously donating to all gay causes and, uh, trying to support them whichever way we could. Mm. Um, so it was a very, Lots of activism going on in those days, you know. Um, There was horrible things happening. There was a a, a serial murderer in Britain called the Yorkshire Ripper, which uh, Julie Bindle has written about a lot. And women went on marches, reclaimed the night marches, to show that they weren't afraid of, uh, you know, male violence. Mm -hmm. So all this was going on at the time. It was very exciting, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was, Mm -hmm. you know, then we had the Mrs Thatcher era, so people were campaigning about that, and it was just lots of stuff and mm-hmm. you know that was so uh, amazing time and uh, uh but in terms of um, your reach you only could only reach as far as your local area because the internet wasn't there
0: right
1: it's, it's hard to remember back before the internet but as an artist what you had to do in those days to get your art out there was you know um send things away in the post <laughs> i mean literally and wonder if you were ever going to get acknowledged or have it Mm -hmm. back or anything you know Mm -hmm. so um, so how I uh, got involved with art um, and illustrating books and things was I joined little clubs like science fiction clubs and book clubs and we would meet up in real life you know and um, you you gradually increased what you were doing that way Uh, very very different to today (laughs) and uh, then you know it's hard, it's hard to imagine. Nobody today can imagine back what it was like before mobile phones or anything, you know. I remember
0: a <laughs> little bit, yeah. I mean, it's word yeah. of mouth and makes sense getting, uh, yeah. getting into local groups and whatnot. Yeah. Has, it, has yeah. your art, do you think your art is controversial or would you call it that? Has it always been well, that, not, basically?
1: Certainly not back then. I was illustrating uh, uh, people's small books, magazines, science fiction, fantasy children's books. And I went on doing that in a very quiet sort of way, you know, mm-hmm. and then, um, 2015 and lots of things started happening around 2015. Yep. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there was, um, um, trans activists started agitating to reform the Gender Recognition Act in Britain. Mm. <laughs> and, um. <laughs> But also, two thousand fifteen had a big impact on artists because we had the Charlie Hebdo massacre in Paris. That's right. And uh, and we had um, that was uh, several uh, very elderly, defenceless men and women mm-hmm. in their um, in their own office, in their own editorial office, which the attackers knew that they had an editorial meeting on a certain day every week, yeah. and um, came in the building and actually were very. Uh, uh, they, they knew very dis- distinctive about who they were actually targeting. They knew all the names, they knew who they were going to target. They even asked when they came in, who are you, are you part, you know, they were identifying mm. who they were going to target. Um, so there's a, there was a lady who let them in. She was one of the cartoonists. She did not, they did not shoot her. They actually said, we are not here to attack women. They actually told her, but they, obviously she was terrified and, and, they, and she let them into the building at gunpoint, you know. So, um, and then when they got in up to where the office was, uh, you know, it just basically massive. They called out each person's name before they shot them assassination. You know, it wasn't random in any way. And one of the, one of the cartoons, well, one, one of the women there, she wasn't a cartoonist. She wrote a column for Charlie Hebdo. She was, she was actually a psychiatrist. And, uh, she was, uh, in a sort of seventies and she, uh, she, she was killed as well. So, um, these people were defenses that had a, such a huge impact around the world and, and I heard to, about it and briefly, to me, but I didn't know the oh, whole
0: uh, I guess the whole story just to, I
1: guess to me that... as a cartoonist to me as a cartoonist it was a really devastating thing and so you had people wearing little t-shirts and badges that said just sweet Charlie I am Charlie in support yeah, you know yeah. there was also a contingent of uh, what we would now call trolls on the internet who um who laughed about it and, and said oh yeah these people deserve to die because oh, it, was a, it was a it was a it was yeah because it was an anti-islam newspaper which is absolutely in fact charlie Hebdo is anti-everything they they have a proud history of um you know poking fun at every type of authority oh,
0: of course and they always well, was have done he? you know he or, uh, it was a he I'm, I'm like so clueless sadly i mean i remember hearing the name i just didn't mm. look into it at the time just because i i don't know honestly I, I knew it was a cartoonist, but I don't remember because it's what year was that again? I don't remember what. Two thousand. It was
1: January, January two thousand fifteen. Okay. God. And uh, and um, it was because of these um, Mohammed cartoons. Okay. Which actually um, Charlie Hebdo hadn't. They hadn't originated with Charlie Hebdo. They originated um, in in Denmark with a hmm. newspaper three or four years before that. Hmm. So Charlie Hebdo were reprinting something that had already been out there in in the in the public um and uh, you know what france is like we had a a, a teacher in france murdered only last uh, october uh, for the same thing for showing the same cartoons to his civics class really
0: it was the same cart. explain that to me, same cartoons because i don't it might be the thing that i heard about i don't know what yes yeah,
1: Sa- samuel samuel patty yeah and the whole of france come to a standstill last october they made him a, a legion of honor after his death and uh, you know, the pre- prime minister of France giving the, giving the eulogy at his funeral and everything, you know, and that, again, that was for the exact same cartoons. Cool. So this thing with these Mohammed cartoons has gone on for years and years yeah. and years. I remember about that yeah. So, so, yeah. So as a cartoonist, obviously I follow this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so my involvement now in the Radfem world is an extension mm. of my interest in free speech and free expression. Yeah, yep. so it's um, so um, so two thousand fifteen was an eventful year for that, and I, that was when I got involved with the Morning Star. I just started randomly sending them stuff, and I became their regular cartoonist.
0: What is Morning for Star for the next
1: five years? Um, it, it's the only communist daily newspaper in Britain.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So um, yeah, and I became. They were. They have a good reputation for supporting women, pushing hmm. women artists forward. Um. They don't pay anybody, but that's part of their thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they are—they are not recognised as a newspaper in the newspaper industry because mm. they are linked to the Communist Party, mm. right? So they are. But nevertheless, you know, they—they they have a good reputation for supporting women artists mm-hmm. and supporting women's um, rights and freedom of speech. So that's why what happened when my cartoon came as a shock, I think, to a lot of people, a lot of their readers, hmm. a lot of the women's rights groups that are connected with The Morning Star, you know? And, and obviously to me, because <laughs> I haven't had anything like this happen to me before uh, with any of my cartoons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I haven't actually got the cartoon behind me. That's my book up there on the banner. And um, I, in, in, I thought about this, Lindsay, and I thought, well, a lot of people have seen the cartoon now. Mm-hmm. Um it's been on podcasts. Um you've only got to Google Cartoon Morning Star and it's still out there, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for people to find. Um yeah. Yeah, it's it yeah. I I um I've told the story now about what happened with the Morning Star a few times, so I don't know what you how much detail you want me to go into.
0: I probably don't even know it. I mean uh, Okay. Yeah, I would love to hear it. If, if, okay. if you want to, it's up to you. Yeah,
1: sure. I mean, I'll try and be quick for those people who've
0: heard about it already. Um, so yeah,
1: I I used to just send the cartoons in. If they used them, they used them. If they mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't, and then you just went on to draw the next thing, right? So um this particular cartoon was about the proposed changes to the Gender Recognition Act. Mm-hmm. And i mean you couldn't get a more literal cartoon you've got these little newts in the pond it's a safe women's space it's a women's swimming session and you've got a male predator trying to come in and that's all it is it's a literal example of what could happen yeah if this were if this had gone through that's literally all it was and uh you know it it created i mean nobody's ever seen anything like it the morning star has been going for 70 years. And they have never backed down from an editorial decision before. They've never been pressurized in this way before. And they've done some pretty controversial things in their time, you know? But this mm-hmm. has never happened to them before. And uh, uh the on was um, pretty unbelievable. I, you know, I, I didn't know about it because I was working full time. And I didn't know about it for about a few days, I suppose. And one of my union colleagues, because I was a union rep, because People seem to think that this happens to people from the right. No, this mm. is happening from people who are very involved in the left. You know, yeah. Yeah. so so I was a union rep. I mean, yeah, I was I was a hardworking union rep, and I my speciality was supporting apprentices at work. You know, mm. so um, one of my union colleagues came up to me and said, "My goodness, one of your cartoons has caused a right stink at the morning star," mm. and we were laughing about it. You know, I'm what now? You know. <laughs> and, um, and I didn't know what he meant. I had to, to wow. Google it myself to yeah. find out what was going on. They're, they had they had not contacted me in any way. Hmm. They didn't tell me this was happening. And I had to try and reach out to find people to support me. I had to put the pieces together. I didn't know what had happened. Yeah. Um,
0: when did you put yeah, that out? Like, what, was that last year? Like, when was that? February, yeah.
1: Almost exactly a year ago. February wow. 2020, yeah and uh, so that's what so i had to piece together what had happened weeks and months later <laughs> um first of all they cancelled me completely there was no communication nothing um my own union started? yeah yeah my own then my own union um sent me uh, a disciplinary letter, which is basically leading to dismissal saying, because of this cartoon that was in The Morning Star. So that was trans activists within the union trying to push me out of my own union. And <laughs> um, and that, bearing in mind that this would have then become public knowledge at my work, hmm. because what I did at the Morning you know, drawing for the Morning Star is my hobby, you know? Nothing yeah. to do with my work. Yeah. Nothing to do in my union work. Nothing. Um, so my, my union... Uh, uh secretary who's an absolute old school nearly six-year-old guy he said immediately we will support you we will represent oh, you you know
0: fantastic
1: yeah and i said what you mean against our own union and he said yes
0: and i you said did, i can't you describe have... what a union is i'm clueless over here um, i have an idea do, but
1: are, are you in america or canada yeah, lindsay america. you're in america yeah mm-hmm. you don't seem to have them in the same way that we do i i noticed that is it Google or Amazon that are having a big fight at the moment about union representation at work? It, it might be Amazon, yeah. Mm. You don't seem to have them so much. You seem to go from one job to another, mm. like what we call the gig economy, without any protection at work. Okay. Whereas we've we've grown up with the trade union movement, you see. We've had it for, what, a couple of hundred years? And we're used to it. It's mm-hmm. It's embedded in all our workplaces. Unions are recognised pretty much everywhere.
0: So it's just to protect and su- you and your
1: work. support you with yeah, okay. support okay. you okay. if you're gonna be dismissed or anything okay. goes wrong between you and management, you know. Okay. So everybody takes it for granted in Britain, you know. And I mean,
0: well I've heard of you can imagine like how, in Hollywood, but yeah, that's the only thing I've heard about. I mean, yeah. uh, no, no, we've no America has that, but Hollywood and actors
1: No, we have them in union? all in our work pretty okay. much all workplaces recognize unions, right? I you gotcha.
0: know? You. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: uh, so you know <laughs> and i said i cannot have my colleagues dragged into this mm-hmm. because although this was supposed to be an internal union disciplinary thing mm-hmm. the fact that it was so controversial i mean it would there have was been leaked just image? like that it was just
0: that one image
1: one cartoon yeah and it would have been leaked just like that and they would have been dragged into it and they would have been attacked on twitter and their names would have been dragged through the mud i couldn't afford to have that happen to my colleagues you're not going to drop your own colleagues in that, you know, are you like that? So because I'd already been planning to retire early from work, it, it basically pushed me into jumping before I was pushed, you know. So I made uh, which I, that was unfortunate that happened that way. I mean, I, it was a traumatic time in my life. I was going through a lot. You know, I'm a carer for my husband and that was all happening at the same time as well. So uh, there was a lot going on. It was pretty traumatic um anyway so uh and uh i i had to i had to reach out and try and find support where i could find it so i went to a thing called the free speech union which is brand new it's been wow. set up to support people like me that fall foul of the cancel culture oh
0: my goodness and they did that start yeah that's amazing um,
1: 2000 and yeah late, late 2019 so that's pretty new as well excellent and, and that's in response to cancel culture that's because of the cancel culture um, and, and they, I'm so happy to hear that.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, uh, shining yeah. light through the dark clouds. Uh, and
1: of course, because they support women and because they support people, they get accused of being called right-wing and everything, you know. But anyway, That's so right. what they did was th- they threatened the Morning Star with a defamation action. Um, and I I made some demands so that we wouldn't go ahead with defamation. Mm. And one of, one of my demands was a, a private apology for how they treated me because you know you don't want to be treated like that after 5 years when they've been calling you their star all that time <laughs> and uh, the other thing I want my other demand was that they printed a right of reply because they wouldn't
0: mm.
1: you know they wouldn't have me back in the newspaper, you say uh, and this none of this was their fault um, they were pressurized by the unions yeah no by the activists who are embedded in the unions I yeah. should say yeah because all the unions have been captured just like everything else and they were forced to, to do this they were coerced they were they were told they would be defunded if they did not cancel me if they did not apologize
0: that classic thing that they just dangle this over people's heads yeah they do that and everywhere. then it and then it,
1: the ramifications were widened that it wasn't just me that they couldn't print anything about women's rights unless they also printed stuff about trans activist rights
0: <clears throat>
1: so <laughs> so this yeah. is what happened to them so i it it wasn't really their fault you know and the editor offered to resign and everything you know it wasn't really their fault and um this is my book behind me and in the book I've got a thank you page and right at the top I've got their their names and I said look you know thank you I know it wasn't your fault Mm. you know because it wasn't and um they were the victims of the cancer culture as well the same as me if you see what I mean
0: of course, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so, but that, of course, made me notorious, as this transphobic cartoonist. Um,
0: <laughs> well, are you transphobic? Um, oh, like, well, it, this, was,
1: this was one cartoon about the issue of reforming the GRA. The only cartoon on that subject I had done for the Morning Star in five years. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, since then... Because I've had such a welcome in the Femme world and such a lot of support. Mm. Yeah, I've done some more on the subject. Why wouldn't I? But exactly. at the time, it was the at the time it was the only one I had ever done. So it was totally disproportionate, the reaction. Of and course. of course I was I wasn't allowed to have my right of reply in there and I still haven't been. And what I have done instead is it's been it's been published on women friendly websites instead. Mm. What was the
0: Gender Recognition Act that they wanted to change? What was it?
1: Well, we've already got this. This came in in 2004. And this basically, people who are changing sex, and let's be honest, this is mostly men. Mm -hmm. The majority was men at the time that this act came in. It was mostly older men. It wasn't like it is now with all these young girls. Um, So they can get a certificate which proves that they've been through hormones and so on. Um, so they're le- like legally legally a woman, and um, but that isn't good, so although they've got a whole act of parliament to themselves over and above all the equality protections the rest of us have already got, yeah. <laughs>
0: this
1: what this wasn't good enough, so they were they are still campaigning to um uh, make it e- even more like easy to get these certificates because at the moment, I think they have to live in their uh, preferred gender for two years or something. So I don't know how what do it's like in America. That? I
0: don't understand that. How do you actually prove that? Like, do you take a photo every day? Like, how, like <laughs> can't you just <laughs> Yeah, like, I know, oh, yeah. I swear I was doing this. I don't understand how you prove I've been living as what you wore a dress every day. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose they have to show that they go to their regular employment.
0: Oh, okay. a, you know oh, and, and oh, so many questions. well yeah, yeah i i
1: well well this is it and and it's all it's all just completely airy fairy isn't it you know <laughs> anyway uh so they they were just they were trying to make it this this act even more liberal to, to what they want so that they wouldn't have to live for this certain period that they could just just self-id with hardly any not even like from a doctor or anything you know yeah. so women were up I and mean, women This all blew up. Women were up in arms about it. Women's groups were trying to have meetings. The meetings were being um, harassed and um, picketed. And you've probably seen some of the um, videos of those early meetings where women got, you know, hordes of people outside. Venues got threatened, you know, all this. So it it was really becoming in the news, you see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was because it was in the news was why i noticed it and why i did the cartoon at all because as a as a political cartoonist you're not just doing things at random over the AIDS crisis and now it seems to be everybody's in their own little ghettos and so uh, so what you're asking is you know this obviously led to me being much more active i i felt this has all happened to me once you've been Mm cancelled what else can happen
0: you know yeah, exactly exactly it's kind of uh great, that's it really. you've been
1: cancelled what they yeah what else can happen yeah. yeah what else can happen so you might as well you mm-hmm. might as well chuck yourself into it mightn't you? and you know do exactly. what you can to support other people blessing and
0: disguise. you know
1: Um. Oh, well i mean you know yes i last year all this happened to me um and this year i'm gonna make this the year that i get involved in as many campaigns as i can and use my artwork you know to support other people so i've already started doing this we've got a campaign group called keep prison single sex yes, and i've um, yes, done them some have... t-shirt designs yes
0: oh. yeah and oh, I, I i've done was... them i've when done, done them did, yeah. yeah yeah i've
1: seen those no no I, I i've done them some t-shirt designs which have only just come out on their website and so hopefully they'll be able to sell them and that will help them yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's right yeah, yeah. 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 so i've done, I, done so, so this is well, what i want to do i want I want to use my artwork to support campaigns mm-hmm. that will support women you know, and individual women who are speaking out oh yeah so I, i've had I've had some of my artwork on uncommon ground media for some quite yes. famous people Fantastic. um junior long and people like that and illustrating their articles and uh, that's what I want to do you know and um also gay and lesbians because this trans ideology is it is just. It is just trying to wipe them out of history, you know, not just, not just medically transition the kids, but wipe them out of their own history. Yeah. You know, they're they're looking at, they're looking at prominent gay men and prominent lesbians and saying, no, they they were trans. It's crazy, you know, (laughs) it's It's very upsetting, especially to those of us that, very upsetting to those of us that lived through when the AIDS was going on oh yeah you know when we mm-hmm. saw what was happening to people and now what well, that's all just being negated it's almost like you no know, no some of these men and women were not gay or lesbian at all they were trans apparently i mean isn't isn't that insane
0: they're saying that about the like historically like people in the past were yeah just making yeah, it, okay.
1: yeah 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 like, you only have to start people? googling like, th- yeah. well yeah People that have been written about, you know, I mean, one of my favourite characters from history, well, gay history, is um, uh, Billy Tipton, who was a, who was a band leader in, in the fifties and sixties jazz bands, mm. uh, in the forties and fifties and sixties. And, and Billy Tipton was a lesbian mm. who passed for a man because in those days women were not on the stage in the bands. Yeah. They might have been a singer in a frilly dress out front, but they weren't the actual musicians, right? Right. And things like the Musicians Union didn't didn't like letting them in, this sort of thing. Um, so to pass to to, to be in her pro- chosen profession, and she was a jazz pianist, um, she uh she passed as a man. But her family and her friends and her close acquaintances all knew that she was a woman and a lesbian, you know. And yet now the, and the whole nice book has been written about her called Suits, Suits You, the, the, the Double Life of Billy Tipton. And it's a lovely book. Mm-hmm. And her, so her relatives and, and um, are still alive, you know, and, they, and they're telling this lie about her, that she wasn't a lesbian, she was trans. What?
0: That's-
1: and, and this is the sort of thing that is going on, and it's terrible, you know?
0: Do they have any business doing that? It's just absurd. And I, I've I've been hearing about them trying to change history, or uh, even with like Disney movies or um, Matilda. Enjoying the show. Show your appreciation by supporting my work by becoming a patron on my Patreon. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash distorted lens and choose a tier. You can also leave a donation directly to my PayPal. Head over to my website, lindsayplatoshanart.com. Click on the Distorted Lens podcast link on the top header and click the PayPal button to show your support. Help me continue to bring you creative endeavors and truths each and every week. Thank you for listening and thank you for your continued support. Now, back to this show. It's just like, and I read it, and I'm like, oh, it's just Tumblr silly fan fiction. I didn't realize no. that they're like literally no. trying to change. I mean, I'm literally obviously no. not surprised. It's just absurd. You can't...
1: Well, it's not absurd. It's a deliberate strategy.
0: Oh, of course. To, to, to
1: yeah, to wipe women out, um, lesbian women out of history, uh, especially lesbian women. Yeah. But, but, quite a lot of gay men as well. I mean, look at Ellen Page, or Elliot, as she is now. And 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 they've already started changing all the movies that she was in in the past on the streaming services and, and putting her new name yeah, on there as if she never had a previous name. Um,
0: it's so silly. this is like... this is actually
1: tr- changing history this is actually trying to change history i mean films are very important social documents
0: yes
1: you yes. know they're very yes. important social documents you mm-hmm. you watch a film that you know from previous years you see all the old cars the old buildings the, mm-hmm. you know it's uh, how people behave the, the the language people spoke to one another mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which might now be considered offensive yeah yes. but it was natural natural at the time um natural, and yeah. This is all being, yeah, trying trying to be censored out of, out of history, isn't it, all this? It's
0: ridiculous. She's totally been captured by the cult. Like, her little writing coming out thing, which, she, first of all, she just wrote it. Like, how convincing is that? There wasn't a video. Because when she came out as a lesbian, I think it was at the HRC banquet or something. You know, it was, it was a very passionate speech, and she was speaking and being filmed, and you can still look it up to this day. Mm-hmm. But this thing, I'm just, mm-hmm. as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I'm, I'm not buying it. It's... And I'm like, oh, I just realized all these things are connected. I'm like, HRC is some sort of cult or been captured by the lobbyists, <laughs> um, and just so very clear, she's been paid off or coerced, and she's so not mentally stable. I've seen interviews of her before she even announced that, and I'm just—it's really sad. It's really sad. This whole thing is capturing like the most um, vulnerable. It's really yes. horrifying. It's so sad. Well, you, it, you know,
1: know, luckily we have some very active um groups who are fighting all this don't we mm-hmm. and they've um mm-hmm. they've we've which women have had to do women have had to come together and form these uh, campaign groups yep. um you know say off the top of my head some like posy parker in britain standing for women you've probably got her, you might have some of her stickers and things mm-hmm. you know sports, and uh, uh save uh, Women's sports track
0: something i can't remember yeah
1: trans transgender trend who have been mm-hmm. brilliant with the schools mm-hmm. you know what's going on in the schools and, uh, of course, the Women's Human Rights Campaign. And it, mm-hmm. you know, got quite a long list of uh, really, really, really good campaigning organizations now. Yeah. Um, in some the, the problem is, the problem is that it seems to be that it's a very small collective of women kind of spread worldwide. Mm-hmm. Somebody said to me, you could count them up, only a couple of hundred women worldwide. and And it's the same women. Mm -hmm. coming to this coming to the the different uh zoom meetings and webinars and things it's the same people and you can see that yourself because you see the same people popping up in the chats Mm -hmm. that you've seen in another one you know (laughs) I mean I I went on the women's human rights campaign Australia Mm -hmm. webinar which was great fun you know really really interesting women on there and and the same people were coming up in the chats that had been on the UK one you know so quite obvious that um, now, that, that's a strength, but it also means, are we really reaching out to the ordinary women in our local areas, in our local neighborhoods, in our real lives, yeah, who don't know much about this?
0: Exactly. Yeah. And who don't being, really
1: understand.
0: We're being removed and canceled and articles are being deleted. Um, it's, it's really hard to get it out. Yeah. And honestly, all this... Madness once I realized it was really subtle, you know, I never believed the trans ideology. Um, but it, I, I just came to, and it's, you know, a lot of this has made women become radical feminists cause it's, I, I would have never considered that until I'm like, what is this shit? Like what? And I, I it's just like, I'm not buying it. And then I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm a radical feminist. Let's go. Like I, I, they've convinced more people basically to become right. feminists because yeah. <laughs>
1: right. Well, obviously with me. My journey to it was from mm-hmm. opposing the attacks on free speech
0: yeah. and free expression yeah.
1: um the trans ideology is an extreme example of the council culture uh, oh, yeah. fanatical Islamism is another one, you know yeah. um what's going on with um the fanatical b l m activists is another one, and um you know so they all they all face it's sort of the same council culture mm-hmm. um I wouldn't point. Yeah, trans ideology, ideology is affecting half the human race. It's a biggie. It is a biggie, that's for sure. Always. But it's still, it's still can't be seen in isolation. It's part of uh, the rest. It's part of the attack on free speech generally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, yeah. this is why I feel it's so important. Now, I, other people, other women have said this, not just me. Mm-hmm. This is why it's so important that we reach out to uh, women from other. All political backgrounds. Yes. And you know, all faiths and none, as it were. And it doesn't matter. To me, I've said this on a podcast before. To me, it doesn't matter. If I if I'm talking to a woman, she's got different views to me on climate change and how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Or different views to me on law and order. That doesn't matter to me. I could not care less about that. What matters to me is. Is she centering the fight against violence against women and girls worldwide?
0: Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? Oh and not just not just sitting there saying, Oh, you know, I'm I'm all right. Well, this this is nothing to do with me. I can't see this in my own life. Oh, you know, I'm living quite a comfortable middle class life here, you know. In the middle of all these lockdowns and things, we've still got a roof over our head, mm-hmm. we don't have to walk five miles to get water. We don't have um women in our family suffering FGM. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We we are living, we are living privileged lives and it's our duty because we've got those freedoms of speech to, to fight for the freedom of speech, to speak up for women all over the world. You know, it, anybody who says this, this doesn't affect them. They are, um, it's a kind of, um, it's kind of, I, I suppose they're protecting themselves, but, um, at this stage in history, if you're not going to stand up for women and girls, you you might as well just, um, we don't even want to hear from you, you know, just, just go away, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, that's what I've been saying, you know, I used to be like, you know, oh, I understand you have a job and you got to feed your family, um, but I'm like, it's coming to a crucial time where And it's unfortunate because this whole thing is, you know, taught people to be living in fear because, oh, if I speak out, I'm going to lose my comforts and my family and my job and my friends. I'm like, we're over here. We've already lost all that. Like, first of all, it's incredibly freeing to not live in that fear anymore, even if that does happen and it likely will happen. but. It's just so I, I saw that you uh, saw that you had
1: Jennifer Billet on your mm-hmm. show as well, and she's absolutely great. And what she's done with the 11th Hour blog, she's she's uh, opened a lot of people's eyes, uh, men and women, you know, yes, yeah, Fantastic. men and women, yeah. And she was on, yeah, she was on another, yet yeah, another webinar yesterday, Sunday, mm-hmm. it uh, based in Britain called Object, and they'll be putting that up on the website as well on the YouTube, yeah. And she was on that and uh um people look at what she says and what she writes and, and i'm sure a lot of people think how can this possibly be this like worldwide conspiracy and a lot of people think oh it's just too insane you know it can't possibly be you know seriously
0: fear um, said to me fear mongering and i'm like uh okay you just don't want to believe i guess i know it sounds like a conspiracy theory but uh i don't know when i read it i was like yes i had no well you, know,
1: well you know what they say um you just because you're paranoid they could still be coming coming to get you, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. and, and it is kind of like it is kind of like that mm-hmm. just because people think of this as a mad conspiracy theory doesn't mean it isn't true <laughs> do you know what i mean exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and uh, and, uh if anything, I would say about Jennifer and I, and Mm. I, I talked to her directly, by the way, I'm not speaking Mm. behind her back. If anything, um, she's not going far enough with it. Mm. She's, Mm. um, she's, um, she's investigated the, uh, you know, where the money all comes from and Mm -hmm. this network of sort of, uh, companies and organizations and and where it's all come from. And she's done fantastic work, uh, Mm. You know, and the Denton's document, we probably wouldn't know about a lot of this, actually, if it wasn't for Jennifer. True. And how how she's been uh, liaising with everybody and and explaining all this. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one crucial question, it's easy to say this is a big farmer pushing it and this is this and this is that, but the one crucial question is why elected governments, elected governments of democratic countries have gone along with it. That is the crucial question, because mm-hmm. if all it was was, look at Australia. Australia have just told Google where to get, get off, actually, and said, no, you've got to pay the news companies for the content.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bye-bye Google, otherwise, you know, and Google have caved, right? So it is possible for an elected government to to, to, to push back against these big companies. Mm-hmm. But why haven't they done it with the trans issue, right? Why, why is it? That this is being bulldozed through all our institutions in, across the Anglosphere and and now apparently in other countries like South American countries as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it there has there's there's a bigger reason than oh it's just big pharma. I'm sorry, yeah. there's a bigger reason, and um, I I've been saying trying to join the dots a little bit with things I've said that. It's no surprise that the, the climate change agenda has grown up at exactly the same time as all this, mm. mm-hmm. because the climate change agenda also targets the youth. Mm. And it also mm. um, tries to say to the youth, you haven't got a future. Mm. The world's going to come to an end in your lifetime. Mm. So there's no point you having children. And we don't want you to have children anyway, because we need to depopulate the earth. Right, so that has been that that agenda has been going on at exactly the same time mm-hmm. as all all this, wow. um, and some governments will have latched onto that and thought, "Oh yeah, right, well, you know, um, well, this is one way to do it, isn't it?" You know, um, which sounds awfully callous, but governments in the Anglosphere were pushing eugenics in mm. the early in the early twentieth century quite openly. Mm. Um, eugenics was a popular thing in the UK and America. Germany actually only went down that road because they knew the other Anglosphere countries would not push back at them over it.
0: Mm.
1: And that is part of history, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So there's it's no surprise that eugenics is rearing its ugly head again, right? And um uh, you know, transing, transing the gay away, and um that is Eugenics by another name, I'm afraid. Uh, you know, we've got to we've got to call these things what they are, Lindsay. Yeah,
0: I agree. We can't
1: pussyfoot around
0: this. We can't pussyfoot around it. There's a time limit. Um, I totally agree, 100. Yeah.
1: That, well, that's why Jennifer calls it the 11th hour, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> we are at the 11th hour.
1: Um, and uh, but even going further, right? Even going mm-hmm. further than that, if you if you if you're saying to everybody that the world is going to be uninhabitable in your lifetime or uninhabitable in the nice parts of the world so that millions of refugees are going to try and pour into your bit, right?
0: Mm,
1: mm. Um, The elites, they they are looking for a way of escape, aren't they? They want want somewhere to go to protect their own families, their own children, hang the rest of us and uh, the rest of us can go hang and uh, transhumanism is all linked up with the space race, Lindsay. It's all linked up with space colonies and all the rest of it. Now, some people are going to say, oh, you know, that's, that's a step too far, Stella. You know, that's too fantastic to even think. Are you kidding? Know. You know, are you kidding? We have been told for the last few years that the world's going to end in our lifetime. Mm. The, the elites are not going to take us with them. <laughs> they, are, they are looking for a way out for them and their families. So that their families can continue, right, in some in safety somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and transhumanism is all part of that plan. AI and robot servants, and yep. you don't need all these people on the earth. You need a. You're going to need a, some around to do to do the basic um, growing food for them. But you know you don't need the massive amount we've got now, and it's they they haven't got they haven't got the political will Hmm. to sort the problems out that are here on this planet. They haven't got the political will. I've got friends who are in the green movement, right? It's all doom and gloom and doom and gloom, (laughs) right? There's, there's nobody, there's no governments of the world uniting and saying, right, we need to literally go, uh, we all need to pour our resources into Siberia and capture all this, the gases that are escaping out of the permafrost and use it as fuel and the the whole top of the world is you know the bits that are arctic now Mm -hmm. well the ice is going to go isn't it right so that whole top part of the world that's going to become habitable yeah we need new cities up there that's where the refugees can move to that would take a political will which they haven't got because that would mean governments of the world working together they'd have to work with russia wouldn't they you know what I mean? They're not going to do that. They haven't got the will. They'd rather take the wars we've we've had forever out into space and carry on their petty wars out in space on on the moon and Mars. Oh my God! Do you see oh, what I mean? I, of
0: course, they I do. have
1: but... not got the political will to sort out the problems of this planet. So oh their answer is to abandon the rest of us and push forward on this inhuman. Um, and I'm, yeah, so that's where I think Jennifer hasn't actually, uh, I think she's reluctant mm-hmm. to, to speak about that, because it well, sounds I'm so... Believe...
0: Exactly, and like, people are already calling it, I don't care, because I, I mean, I believe it, but yeah, it's just people, I guess, just aren't able to, like, piece it all together. Well, to me, like nothing, to, I
1: mean... to me nothing else makes sense as to why yeah. all the governments would be agreeing mm-hmm. with it, right? It, yeah. nothing makes sense if it was just the big tech companies if it was right. just big pharma there would be a there would be a democratic pushback against mm. it mm-hmm. but there isn't it's all completely accepted and um, so it's erasing women from basically even being able to discuss what women women are yep. you know because mm-hmm. in the future yeah, right. that they the future that they are envisaging women are either just going to be just kind of drones, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just kind of doing the dirty work, which they've done throughout history anyway, uh, you know, or they're going to have AI and kind of robots. And they Mm -hmm. will be producing children artificially and they won't need women. Do you see what I mean? Of course, yeah. It's too, it's probably too much for people to get their heads around. I
0: don't want to believe it. They're just, yeah, eh. But, it's, but it sounds like a science fiction novel. I mean, uh... but
1: that's where we are. Elon yeah. Musk, in mm-hmm. two weeks before the American election, in, beginning in November, two weeks before, when all the all the news media were looking at the American election, he sneaked out a press release where he said that when he sets up his moon colony, he will not abide by any rules, any laws that have been made on Earth. That they will create their own laws. And that, I'm sorry, but you know, they're they're blatantly saying these things. Yes. Yeah.
0: Shamelessly.
1: Because you know, you don't want inconvenient laws like health and safety or uh, you know women's equality or anything like that getting in the way of what you want to do, do you? You know? And they're openly saying these things. And uh, you know, it's people and what people might think. What I've just said is crazy, but these they are openly saying these things
0: fully fucking believe it I mean it's just um you know gives you chills it's
1: I mean people What's think it's fun? funny people think it's funny that, that you know that um Saudi Arabia made a robot a citizen they think oh oh that's hilarious oh, yeah. exactly. isn't it funny yeah, you know
0: it, exactly.
1: like, yeah oh it's just oh it's just a joke oh this funny yeah. robot you know that doesn't yeah. even look like a like a person but that's just a, a way of a uh, kind of like, like softening us up for what for what's going to exactly. come. Exactly, yeah? If
0: someone married a sex doll. I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, why would I not believe it at this point, honestly? <laughs> um.
1: And all this stuff, the transgender is part of transhumanism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's part of, of it. Course. And all these un- unfortunate people, these poor young girls that have been coerced into it, mm-hmm. yeah, and young boys, but majority girls at the moment, yeah. Yes. they are just basically there so that the doctors and surgeons can be trained basically exactly,
0: guinea pig. That's, that's what it
1: is it's a giant experiment using real live people yep. because there are no courses in medical schools for this yep. there are no university courses for them to go on so they're having to learn on the job right
0: yeah
1: they're having to learn on the job
0: Willing participants these are people
1: these are people space. yeah these are doctors who might have done a bit of um facelifts mm-hmm. yeah. or a bit of boob jobs. That's all they've ever done. And now look what they've got to the practice on now. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like Christ- Christmas has come for them, you know, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And even if their surgeries <laughs> mess up and go haywire or just have issues, which they almost always do. And the, I've heard of, you know, countless stories of someone, you know, having issues with their neo-vagina thing and going back to the clinic and they have like bodyguards being like, get the fuck out of here! Like, they'll they won't talk to you. They don't care about you. And
1: and there's going to be very few law firms. We're all hoping that there's right. going to be a lot of lawsuits. Right. But I I wonder if there's
0: going to be very very few that are willing to touch this with a That's barge exactly pole. Exactly what I've been thinking. I'm like, yes, there's going to be lawsuits, but who the hell is going to even come close to this to to be you know? Sure, I'll I'll yeah. help you out. There's no, I don't think yeah. it's going to... They're not going to be able to find. I mean, yeah. one, but what's the yeah. point? it's like, yeah, and all the happen. money,
1: all the money is on the other side, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: it's the other side. In the in a lawsuit, will have all the money, and and it just be, uh, is that even going to be possible? I mean, uh, the only hope against this lies with democracy, Lindsay. It lies with legislators. It not, you know, that's the only way we can push back against this. Um, individuals. Are, are sort of gonna be are being picked off but one by one, aren't they, basically?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know. Um yeah, so I've now uh really pinned my colours to the masters as a massive transfer, haven't I, on this podcast? <laughs> uh
0: I don't that's not what I would call you. Whatever. I mean whatever you want what I, I live in biological reality. I don't care what you call me, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh I think there's... I think they've tried to be they've been trying to soften us up for all this stuff for a long time. I mean there's been mm-hmm. there's been lots of Hollywood movies about AI yeah. and going out into space and downloading human consciousness into robots and all this. Oh, what a load of nonsense that is. Are you kidding? I mean, Elon Musk's brain phone, children that are five years old now, by the time they're 10, they will have these things.
0: Yeah. You know, this
1: is, this is happening. It's happening. You know, um, yeah, this is why I like Jennifer so much. She's been, Mm -hmm. she's been that one voice above the parapet with this actually. She's been, so Terrific. And uh, yeah, and uh, we need more and more people to realise what is actually going on. Uh, I mean, I, I've I've mentioned this about the, the climate change, the XR agenda to people I know in the grief Movement. And they've kind of been really? Yeah. But you can see the same message out there to young people. It doesn't really matter what you do with your body, does it? Because you're not going to have kids anyway. Because the earth is good. The world is going to fry. Do you see what I'm trying to say? It's yes, all feeding into do. the same into the same mindset, isn't it?
0: Yes. To convince
1: mean. them that it doesn't matter.
0: God, you've really, you know uh, summarized it in a way that I haven't even I, really thought about, which was well, amazing, it's blowing my mind. Perhaps it's
1: it's probably because I've been a science fiction fan all my life. So I've, <laughs> um, lots of yeah. lots of science fiction, yeah, lots of science fiction writers have covered this sort of thing.
0: Mm. You
1: mm-hmm. know, pe- they've been writing about AI taking over the world and all that for yep. decades. You know, so it's not as if people haven't read about this sort of right. stuff. And and it's like, yeah, where do you think these um, young billionaires have got their ideas from in the first place? Exactly, other people's minds were <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, you know, and um, sure. I mean, we've got what is what they're doing? are uh, artificial breast milk, um, oh, synthetic right. breast milk. You know, the whole idea about you. Uter- you know, uterus transplants into, into, and it won't be into men. It'll be into robots. Come on.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and, um,
1: but, but the whole idea that it could be men is, is purely for the surgeons to experiment. You know, that's all that is. I feel, I do feel sorry for all these people. They are, Mm. I've, I've said myself, I've said, um, they are collateral damage. Mm. I've written this on spinster. They are collateral damage in what's going on. They are, they have just been thrown to the wolves so that so that all these surgeries can be <clears throat> perfected. Yeah. If, if they can ever be perfected. But, you know, they
0: think they can. I don't think you can play God. I don't know. I just, it's just all this shit not working. or I just, I don't think anyone gets to play God. I think it's very egotistical and it's always people it, with too much money and uh, fantasy minds just wanting to do be a... Create a better human. I'm like, well, that's just so egotistical to me. Like, what you think you are the one person that can create a better human? But, but I'm like, the better human's gonna they're be not, from the mind of a human. They're I'm not. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're
1: not trying to create a better human. This is like, they think this is the only answer to the climate change emergency.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They and this is how they've managed to convince the governments because. There is no other reason for governments to have been captured like this except they've pitched this—that this is how we're going to save the human race, right? And this is going to, how we're going to save you, 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 and you, but not the mass of people out there who really—you only need us laborers, you know—you don't need us mm-hmm. anything else, God. you know. And and <laughs> do you know what I mean? And why? Why now? Only now are we seeing the um, the, the, the big companies that, that run you know, the the public square. Why do we only now see in the last year all these people being thrown off um, social media, whole groups of women's groups being thrown off Reddit? Mm. Why? Because people have started to get together and talk about all this stuff and it's become more public knowledge and it's it's out and they don't want that, do they? They want to try and put the lid on it. They don't want people organizing and talking about it and thinking what to do about it, you know?
0: for themselves and breaking up families <clears throat> abolish families i'm like are you effing kidding me like just it's tearing people apart i think it's obviously intentional uh, if you're able to think for yourself and talk with other people that think like you <clears throat> then you're going to be able to maybe fight against it or whatever so of course it makes sense to split people apart i mean even you know one of my female friends so i considered her a feminist at the time and i wasn't a feminist and she's i mean in I keep bringing that up but um obviously it affects me you know i just can't believe it's like women separating each other i just not even willing to listen just to listen it's crazy it's crazy 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 but
1: but it is women who are the only hope for this women it is only women who because it's only women who care about children yeah (laughs) it's only women who care about children and where the children are gonna um keep their whole natural bodies and live 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 natural fulfilling lives you know it is only women who care about that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, yep. maybe i've been maybe i've been silent and very young, um, you know i've I've been all doom and gloom about this i i do i do see um a lot of hope you know in the way that women are coming together and
0: yeah
1: um i <laughs> you, you might say i've already spoken about a massive conspiracy theory Um, you know i i have i have not got conspiracy theories about the covid um, pandemic, but I do have conspiracy theories about the lockdown. The lockdowns mm. are definitely being used um, to, to stifle freedom of speech and to yes. stop people get, getting out on the streets and protesting. Yes. Um, and the left and the left, the left in inverted commas, have just lied down and died for this.
0: Yep.
1: You know, where, where's all the union organising that we've had in, for the last couple of hundred years, guys? Where's it all got No, you know, they, they want us locked down even more. Um we I think we do have more I think we're more skeptical in the UK mm, than perhaps mm. you are you guys are. We've mm-hmm. we've got there's a website called Lockdown Skeptics here and people are mm, <laughs> and they just yeah, they, yeah, you know, so we, we do have a, a we are more skeptical over here. And it's not about no, there's no pandemic. It's not right. about that. It's right. not about no people shouldn't get vaccinated. It's about how governments have just thrown democracy and free speech out the window because of this.
0: Yeah. you know i mean i'm skeptical you know, the, i don't know about the rest of americans yeah, but the, the right the right
1: used. the right to the right to get out and meet and have free protests uh you know that is a that is an inalienable human right you know that is a human yeah. right i mean uh posy posy parker is another of my heroes and uh uh people attack her actually they even attack her on spinster people even have a go at Posy on spinster, and she's accused of being right wing and all the rest of it God, and, you, you know and i and I've said, well, how many other people are actually have actually put themselves in harm's way for the rest of us? How many others have actually stood up and got arrested and <laughs> on our behalf and uh, you know had, have to endure all this hate on our behalf how many women, how many people are doing that how, very, very few.
0: Really tired of you know? the right and left talk thing. It's like, oh, that has nothing to do with it. We're talking about women and like yeah. I just I hate that that's the focus. Um yeah. and stopping us from even focusing on the real issue here. If you're gonna be like, oh, this article about, you know, all this yes. is on a conservative website. I'm like, who cares? Like they're the only people that yeah. are able to put it out. Yeah. Oh, it's so unfortunate.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's more there is more and more. Little websites, little podcasts, like yeah. your, like your own, mm-hmm. um, which are kind of sprouting up all over the mm-hmm. place, uh, yeah. and and the m- the more the merrier. Actually, um, it's it's when people are, are, are in one great conglomerate that they can all be cancelled at once, isn't it? You know, but having but being small and mobile, and having uh, sort of hundreds of different little uh, pro- protest groups all over the world, that that must be that might be the way to go. you know so so we you yeah. know there, there is hope there is hope lindsay it's not there it's not is i know quite <laughs> as bad as perhaps i was um saying earlier uh, You know. i
0: mean it's, it's good <laughs> to mention the reality of it but you know I, yeah i can't sit here and be all uh, yeah I'll, just me finding all these groups online whether it's over at Spencer or facebook groups which i never thought i'd find you know well, well you and me center. are
1: about you and me have come into this uh, in about the same time period really, haven't you? The yeah. last year or so? It's the same with me. And yeah. and we're we are just whoa, finding out about all this stuff and, and everywhere you look there's something else, isn't there? You know? Yeah.
0: Every day. You know, I, every day it's a new peak, I swear. It's just yeah. once you start paying attention to it, you, you can't put that genie back in the bottle, whatever.
1: Um No. But what I would what I would suggest is that women don't get obsessed with um the thing they think is the worst thing mm-hmm. uh which is you know these these very violent homophobic uh, mis- misogynist men and the death threats try not to get obsessed with that and and see it in the bigger picture yes. of the general attack on freedom of speech yes because that way you'll you'll see where your allies are you'll find your allies who are campaigning in on other aspects of freedom of speech and freedom yes. of expression you see if you if you just if you just sort of oh my god i'm in this little corner and all i can see all around me is just internet trolls and (laughs) gosh you know how can you sleep at night (laughs) you you need to kind of yeah you need to kind of look look outside that and see what 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 kind of um fight back other people are engaged in
0: exactly focus on what you can yeah big horse yeah what's the only thing you can do yeah i don't know (laughs) I mean I, if there's anything else you wanted to add we can absolutely talk about it I don't want to keep it for too long.
1: Um, I don't want to no I, I I think one one thing one thing in one focus is probably enough Lindsay. But, yeah, you know. Well, I mean I, I've always,
0: I could really I could talk for like 3 hours just, you know i don't know when to cut it off basically because this topic is so important
1: well i i expect um, i expect people will um if people make any comments on this i'll probably say that that woman's uh, she's she's mad you know where she get all these no, ideas I, from I yeah.
0: so. no way where do you get it from um i don't know living through life and seeing what is going on i'm like what come on well um i gotta say mm-hmm. thank you so much it's been wonderful just every one of these podcasts i've been having with um women is just Amazing. I, I, I kind of well, I'm. I'm not Stonewall. just.
1: I'm not just. I'm not just speaking about this. I'm. It's in my cartoons. Yeah, it's in my artwork, and uh, the most recent one I've done is being used by um, some gay people who are trying to get gay men to walk away from Stonewall, mm-hmm. um, and tried. And uh, it shows a little robot family, yes. <laughs> like a mother robot with two little baby robots, mm-hmm. and they are. This is obviously in the far future, and they're in a museum of Earth. And there are two cabinets in front of them with two skeletons. And one says gays and one says lesbians. And the mother robot is saying nobody knows how these ancient species of humans went extinct, why they went extinct. So, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to produce art that people can use.
0: Yes, yes.
1: In, in their actual campaigns. And, and and a cartoon can say something of course. very quickly, uh, very immediately, um, which maybe a thousand words of text cannot say
0: exactly you know. extremely powerful and it yeah, to yeah. Me, i mean it definitely works gets the point across well thank you so mm. much it's been an absolute okay. treat and honor um thank you Stella. oh thank uh, you well um, thank you check y'all. Uh, where can we uh, find you on the interwebs the internet website and whatnot um anything?
1: well i uh no only spinster at spinster you can connect you with me you have me. your own
0: website right
1: i have my own website yeah. um do you, do you want to put that up under the video? Yeah, well, when sometimes you... I'll if yeah, you have, like, social book, yeah. media
0: I'll just ask yeah, if you have yeah, it.
1: and um, I might as well just hold my book up. Which yeah, will... absolutely. End of last year, twenty twenty, wow. the year we were all cancelled, which fantastic. is my cartoon review of last year, oh and my God, uh, that's there's pl great. there's pl- plenty of GC cartoons in there. I can assure you.
0: Oh, I'm gonna snag one of those. Heck yeah! And um, right. you
1: can order that. You can order that online yeah. through any of the big bookstores.
0: Oh, okay. So nice. All right, well, I'll put that uh, definitely on the, you know, caption or whatever, or the uh, description box. All right, well, thank you, Stella. Um, catch you guys on the flip side. Yep. Lovely interview with the amazing Stella. Um, I think it's always fascinating and really wonderful to hear um, all sorts of women's stories throughout you know the entire world and not just America. Um, you know, this is a global fight and it's time to um, do something about it, really. Um, I'm going to use this opportunity to remind you again about the March 8th Women Picket DC event. Yeah, your support is needed. Join us as we fight for women and girls. And please give generously to this grassroots action by heading to womenpicketdc.org. Scroll to the bottom and you'll find the donate button, which sends you to the Give Butter donation website. Please consider rating and reviewing my podcast on Apple Podcasts. This matters with visibility on Apple Podcasts and makes a difference. So you too can make a difference. Question everything. Curiosity will save humanity. Namaste.
1: Tries to say to the youth, you haven't got a future. The world's gonna come to an end in your lifetime. So there's no point in having children and we don't want you to have children anyway because we need to depopulate the earth.